You're listening to Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We're back and powered by Huddle Analysis, often the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. Continue to speak with Jason Bukula from the Pro Hockey Group and Sportsnet about the 2024 draft. Jason, I want to ask you about Alphonse Frige, a Swedish defenseman, 6'1", actually he's pretty bulky for a young kid at a, you know hundred over 190 pounds already. Thoughts on him in terms of where you think he fits? Because I see him as a two-way defenseman who can provide some offense. I mean, I know the J20 league, you can, you can pump up a lot of offense in that league. So it's a little bit of helter skelter of there's not a lot of structure. So you can free wheel a little bit, but I think there's a nice balance between his capacity to join the rush and make smart passes, but then be stout defensively. I think he's one of those defensemen that is, I think he's a little bit underappreciated in this draft class. And I think people are going to find a spot for him, you know, somewhere in that top 60 and he may surprise some people in four years. I I agree with that. You know, he's, his numbers at the J 20 level in Sweden are, you know, they're solid. They're not, you know, he's a defenseman. So, you know, you got to keep it in perspective, but, but they're solid. And I like to, to go through things in segments. We've talked about this before and like his last 10 game segment, um, He's got like four goals, eight assists, and he's like a plus whatever, two or four, whatever he is. But my point is that you're, you're bang on. Similar to uh, uh, Wallander last year, who kind of in the second half of the season took off for the Swedes. I'm not, I'm absolutely not suggesting this kid's going to get to that level. So don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is he has momentum right now. So he's, he's not small. Um, he's not overly physical, but he's got great feet. He's got great feet. He's got good puck touch. I think that he can quarterback one of your power play units, honestly. Um, and I think that down the stretch, we're going to see that, especially going into the Worlds uh, with Sweden here in, in April when we're all over in Helsinki. I'm interested to see what his more finished product looks like for this year when we get there. But um, he's competitive. He skates. He's got good size. He can make plays. So uh, somebody's going to value him, I believe, in the top uh, 35 of the draft, personally, um, because of all the uh, – tangible skills he's got there. You can do a variety of things. You know what? Obviously coaches and general managers and directors of amateur scouting like the versatility that creates value. And I've had to learn the hard way that defensemen coming into the draft, they hard charge after Christmas. So you got to be, you can, you really got to be careful about making any kind of judgments on defensemen, even if they have a really good start, because for whatever reason, they get their footing after Christmas and then, February, March, they just charge down the tracks. And that's when I think you really start to understand what they really are. And then as you get into the CHL playoffs or, you know, you get into the USHL playoffs or the world juniors uh, or the world under 18 juniors, I think it really helps you understand what they're going to be more clearly than you ever did before Christmas. I'm always wary about defense prior to Christmas. No, I think that's fair. It's the same with goaltenders, you know. Like, there's obviously some outliers every year. You already know. But uh, on balance, I think that you're uh, you're absolutely right. I also want to get your thoughts on uh, Teddy Stiga from the program. You know, he's 5'10", about 175 pounds. So he's not the, the biggest guy. And when you're that size, the first thing I look for is, okay, how are your feet? Because if you can't get away from those behemoths on defense – 
they're just going to envelop you and eat you up, even if you have really excellent puck skills. So thought uh, thoughts on him in terms of that combination of his puck skills, hockey sense, and feet. No issues with his feet. This kid plays like his hair is on fire. He's playing all situations at the U.S. National Team Development Program. His last segment of games, he went off. He's got like 18 points in his last 10 games. Super impressive at the Five Nations in Plymouth. Um, I love his complete, uh, his compete. I love his drive. I don't know that he's necessarily going to be a power play uh, guy as a pro. He's got some Gavin Brindley in him uh, from past drafts in terms of his work ethic. Uh, Brindley's really thick and strong from the waist down, like he's got huge legs. Um, this kid, though, he's a, he's a riser. There's absolutely no doubt. So, again, he's one of those guys that can play a variety of roles in your lineup. Um, better than average skill, but the rest of his game, the way that he plays, is really, really good. And and uh, he's, he's a name to keep an eye on. I think he's got a ton of momentum. When you're looking at a player like him and projecting him out at, you know, 22, 23, do you see – and this is just from my perspective, I see a high energy, like at the high end, top end of the ceiling, a high energy plays with high pace, uh, offensively opportunistic third line winger who, when things are getting kind of flat, that's a guy you send over the boards on a line just to drum up some energy so that the next line can feed off that. Um, yeah. because he seems to be a guy who is just going to be a pest in your face, not in terms of just, just being a pain in the ass and being on pucks and on D and just like buzzing around and the big demon just want to like be like King Kong and like smack him away. Right. And that provides energy. I think sometimes you watch a player and you go, okay, you're looking at what he does individually, but then what does he do for the people around him and the people on the bench? Cause it's hard not to get out, jump over the boards the next shift knowing that this little guy racing around is causing havoc. That just, that adds something to the mix. You know, he's going to be, you know, 185 pounds, 190 pounds, whatever he is when he, when you just said it, when he's 22, 23 years old, call it 185. You don't want a guy like this to carry too, too much weight, but um, listen, he stirs a drink. He's a rash that never goes away. He's always in the fight. So you're exactly, you're exactly right. When things get stale, the coach can look down on the bench and see a player like this and say, you know, I got to get him out there to stir the drink because it's going to hopefully energize the group. And he is an absolute rat to, to play against on the penalty kill. Like up ice, when they ice the puck, he's going. He's, he's going as hard as he can up there to disturb the breakout. Um, I love his three-zone efforts. Uh, he's one of my favorite players right now. I'm interested to see where it goes. He's, he reminds me a little bit, not completely, but he reminds me a little bit when this player's at his best is Hoaglander out of Vancouver. Yeah. When Hoaglander's at his best, there's some similarities with how they play. So, you know, that's why I kind of think this kid could be in a, being a really effective third line player for a team. want to ask you about Camille uh, Bednarik. Thoughts on him out of the program and what you saw, you know, after Christmas and then as he's coming down the stretch, because I think it's, the program is is always a challenge for me to watch is because it's such an all-star team laden and who are they playing against and how do I weight that and thoughts on Begneric overall? Well, you just brought up something that's really interesting and that's where a player like Begneric and Stiga, um, they take a little bit longer to rise to the top just because um, guys like Eisenman and Hagens 
and these guys they have up front, they're take there's only one puck and they're taking up the majority of the quality ice at some you know quality offensive looks. Um, Benark is similar to Siga in that he he's another guy that's on the rise. Plays fast, um, takes a lot of key defensive zone faceoffs for the Team USA. Um, unfortunately, at the Five Nations, he lost the most key draw of the entire tournament. I'm, I'm going to ask him about it at some point. Um, you know, let's see how he rebounds the rest of the year. There's 1.5 seconds left in the game when Sweden won the draw and, and you know scored, which was incredible. Um, but listen, combination. This is a two-way forward. Make no mistake, Shane. Two-way forward, plays fast, got some bump to him, can kill penalties. He's got enough skill to be uh, thrown into a power play if he needs to. But at the NHL level, I don't see it. I see a three at the NHL level who's going to be a guy that can be uh, worked in uh, to your lineup in a variety of roles up and down the line. Uh, great value that way. And he's really competitive as well. So skates, competes, better than average skill. Uh, there's a role for him on my NHL roster. And the other thing is now he's going to, next year he's going to go to BU and probably be put in the same situation in BU where he, there's a bunch of high end offensive guys. Okay. What role does he end up playing the same role in BU? Probably. He may, to his advantage, it might be the fact that he recognizes what his identity is now at this age. And a lot of players don't have that. Like, I talk to players and it's like, what are you talking about? They're like, there's no way you're like this player. And he, I think he may be able to figure it out right away, which is to his advantage. And sometimes we forget that, you know, 98% 98% of the time, you don't have puck. So what are you doing right. without the puck to be an effective player for your team to win? And that's where you look at guys like Bednarik and Stiga in that way going, okay, when they don't have the puck, what are they providing to this team? What, do we, what can we, like, where can I, where can they play? What, you know, and both of them could end up being penalty killing players. And then, you know, I, you know, listeners go say, oh, a penalty killing player, but you're a penalty killer in the best league in the world. Right. So there's tremendous value in that. So, yeah, there's, there's only so many of these it. jobs. Yeah, yeah. There's only so many of these jobs. And, uh, you know, when, like, when you skate and you compete and you've got skill and you already know what you are, um, you're easier. When we hand the off to the player development uh, uh, staff, you know, the in Florida was Brian McCabe for us. When I hand him off to Caber, he knows what he's getting already. And we just nurture that. And uh, I think you're, you're exactly right. The kid seems to know what he is. Well, Jason, thank you very much for coming on the show. We appreciate it. We're going to take a short break. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. 
Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. 